Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We stay consistent now. Normally, the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast is on location at one of Ricky's homes around the world, uh, but I was able to catch him before he took off to... I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say it, Rick. You're, right now, as this episode is being released, you are building a home in Costa Rica, correct? <laughs> I'm not building no home. Is it, but you, I'm going there on vacation. So yeah, you're going. We're recording this. Possibly okay. buy a home, yeah. So you are going to buy yeah. us a home in Costa Rica. Maybe, yeah. Or you're buying us a yoga retreat. Is that correct? <laughs> correct. But you're going to Costa Rica, you and like 30 of your friends, and none of the nobody in the group chat got invited, correct? Nobody, no. Nope. Nope. Okay, so you're you guys going, don't know how to behave. You're going with your rich friends that know how to behave. Yeah. So as this episode is being released, Ricky is probably on a surfboard somewhere. A hundred percent. You're going Namaste with everybody. Yeah. All right. And are you really staying in the jungle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this place we go to is literally you're in the middle of the jungle. It's surf, hike, yoga, and it's just we love it. That's where we went for our honeymoon, car and I, and. Um, so from now on, the podcast is going to be via Skype because you're not coming back, right? <laughs> All right. So we are being consistent with you guys. This is being released on Wednesday. We're going to keep going on Wednesdays. Uh, last week's guest, Liam Hendricks with the Oakland A's, an Australian we've had on. Yeah. We've had Canadians. We've had uh, a Greek like our man Drop. We had the East Bay and uh, yeah. CC Sabathia continuing to evolve. And you and I have been talking that the podcast we have a lot of people lined up for the off season. Mm-hmm. We were going to take it off because it's football season, and your Niners are your priority. Yeah, and your fantasy three and zero, baby. Why you're wearing the hat, and, <laughs> and your fantasy teams are your priority. As you and my fourteen year old son are talking trash to each other, uh, appreciate you keeping him in check. And we're like, wait, maybe in the off season? No, no, no. More guys are asking us like, hey, I'm going to be home in the off season. Yeah, can I come on now? Yeah, the guys that are living in San Diego, Tony Gwynn Jr. hit me up. Hey, can I come on? Joe Musgrove, pitcher for the Padres. I'm coming home. When are we doing this? Guys right. that we missed as they were coming to town cool. uh, because they don't want to wake up at Let's 10 in the do morning. It. And so, I'm, I'm hoping that we have uh, the Blue Jays are going to have Winterfest again. And I'm not sure the dates, but maybe you can come on this trip. And if I give you enough notice and we can get some of the old school guys. Only and, if I can go to Newfoundland where I no, am huge. Not. I'm a hit in Newfoundland. They love me up there, right? <laughs> the two people that listen in Newfoundland, they love me up there. So once again, a rate review. Leave your uh, comments about the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast so we can connect with you guys. Ricky's Instagram is RickyRow24. He's tweeting at RickyRow underscore 24. We're going to get the Twitter game uh, built up. Uh, and we continue to have more and more guests. And today's guest is somebody that you played with? I played with him, yeah. And he's honestly become one of my 
good friends really and uh, great friends in the baseball world and we we played together for a short amount of time um in uh in buffalo again this is at when, the end of your career at the end of my blue jay time there okay and um we had a spring training together and yeah, we. I mean, he came to my wedding. He I know. Came I, I met him Florida. at your wedding. He doesn't remember. You know neither do I. But I saw pictures. I was like, "Hey, I, I was standing next to the guy getting beer." Yeah, yeah. So. Beautiful wedding, but one of the best weddings I've ever been to. <laughs> so that, I, that one, I do. That is the truth. And uh, yeah, we just hit it off right from the get go. Cool. Our families, um, his wife, my wife. You know, they're just they to this day they still connect. Awesome. And um, their little girl. Well, she's not so little. Their oldest girl. Um, was a little baby and their second boy was a newborn he was diego's age when when i met him and now he's a big boy time flies right yeah and you're uh, getting younger because you know what the cool thing is our next guest he's a he's a huge huge michael jordan fan and i was looking at the podcast uh episode number and what happens to be today number 23 no it's yeah. not former what a coincidence pitcher, what a coincidence former big league pitcher current minor league coach in the Astros organization and he's up with the big squad and a shoe game deluxe guy. Yeah. Number 23 yeah. in your hearts. Number one. Wait, who has to say? Number 23 in your books. Number one in your heart. <laughs> it's Mickey Stories, our guest on Let's Go Ricky Rowe. Hold on, hold on, Mickey. Hold on. Let's see here. Is it really true that Michael Jordan is your guy? There you go, Mick. Sorry. This ain't round rock. We use the microphone here. All right, so I'll edit that out. Grew up, grew up uh, right in that era of Michael Jordan being being what he was and everything, and just the the culture change and his uh, Deion Sanders and, and these these great athletes in that time. Wait, where are you was, from? I'm from Florida. I'm oh, from Florida. No uh, South Florida, Broward County, born and raised. Um, Broward County, isn't that where they always film Cops? Yeah, it is. Fort really? Yeah, Cops, yeah. the original, <laughs> yeah. was uh, it was always Broward County. They were the only yep. county that would give you cops. You wouldn't know that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Broward Sheriff Office. You wouldn't know that. Yeah, they were, they were the only ones that would ever give cops the, the rights to record everything. And it was always Broward County. Yeah, That's why the jokes about everything bad happens in Florida is because of cops. <laughs> it's like you can arrest anything and you figure out everything else. Right? Am I wrong? You're not wrong at all. I mean, BSO <laughs> is legendary. The white and green cop car with the blue and yes. red lights. Oh, yeah. Seen it too many times. That's Broward County for you. So where is that Broward County? That's Fort Lauderdale. It's South Florida, right north of Miami. Okay, all right. So like JP is Miami JP's and he's Miami, cool, yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. He's Rico Suave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, you yeah. weren't Rico he's Suave in Broward County. No, Broward County's a little bit grinder. A little more grinder than uh <laughs> than that Cubano South Beach vibe that JP where, has. Where you go? Westminster or something? West, yeah, yeah, Westminster Christian. Yeah. Oh, that's where A-Rod Real went, preppy. Right? Alex yeah. Rodriguez is school, the yeah. whole deal. Wait, um, JP's the same area as A-Rod? I should have known. Yeah. I should have known. Yeah, same high school, yeah. I I think JP actually beat his home run record too. Me me and JP are the same same age. And we played together <clears throat> when we were kids. Uh, Jay Parents, your future guest. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, growing up, you probably ran into yeah, a lot we of did. good ball he was, players he was there. was a lot bigger of a deal than I am. But uh, <laughs> we actually had a really good mutual friend in college, someone he played in high school with, ended up being my college roommate. Um, we actually played on the – we were roommates in Team USA 2005 for a little bit too, so – yeah, I've known JP over the years, and we, we linked up briefly with Toronto. So, so Mick, no. All right, so who is this guy, Rick? No, Tell us. Well, like he? I said, I played with them, minor, major league camp, minor league camp, Buffalo. 
Um, and more than anything, he, just, he became yep. a great friend. Yeah, right-handed pitcher. But we were so into shoes <laughs> that we would, like, during our time in Buffalo, if there was a release out, he'd be like, hey, how are you getting them? Well, I'm getting them online because I had the Nike contract yeah. at the time. So yeah. I'd help him out sometimes there. I'd be like, hey, I'll get two pairs, yada, yada, yada. But it, the mofo would still go and make line and be like, dude, I got to get oh, a second you were, pair. You're waiting in line guy? Oh, I, I He wants so I many raffles. everything you could imagine for shoes. I've sent my wife to meet people in parking yeah. lots. My wife's waited, waited in line in, in dead malls at 5 a.m. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I mean, when people you know, are like, Jordan, I'm a sneaker a champ. Head. She's like, a champ. I, I give people a hard time when they're like, I'm a sneakerhead because, you know, I just signed a million-dollar contract and now I can go buy all the shoes. I'm like, man, I was doing this in seventh grade yeah. with lunch money for three months for Look the at pair him. of Jordans. I was doing it my way. Yeah. yeah. So and, you're yeah. like a, a legit like, sneakerhead. Legit. Like, I, I legit. don't do it like that anymore, obviously. Yeah, because what? I paid my dues. Once you get in your kid, then you're like, ah, uh, maybe not. But he was a sneakerhead in the sense that, like I said, he never really, like, posted about, like, he showed yeah. me He showed me on video one day. He sent me, a, like, a his closet, and he's like, Monique's going to, she's ready to kill me. And this thing wife, is, Monique? like, yeah. to the roof, like, boxes and boxes. And he's the one that got me to, my wife hates me because... I don't throw away the boxes. She's like, you got to throw away the boxes. And he's the one that's still battling with getting rid of the boxes because I, I see everyone with their clean setup now with the drop down clear boxes. I'm like, oh, it looks really good, but it, it's just not authentic. <laughs> I need those beat down boxes that I slaved over. Wait, they were he's the reason why I have boxes. Okay. How many pairs of shoes do you think you own? So, I, you know, how many, I don't know how many times I've been asked this, to be honest, but I, I legitimately need to count. But the last time I counted. Okay. Um, hold on real quick. A real sneakerhead always says that. They yeah. never know how many. I, honestly, at this point, I have shoes that I don't even know I have, and I don't remember. <laughs> I got so in deep, I got doubles and triples of the same shoes. Planned on reselling one of them and never did because I just couldn't let them get out of my fingertips. <laughs> it, it, it's bad. It's actually calmed down a lot, but I, I got to be north of 300-ish. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. It's up there. And he's he's a guy when what's – the, what's the – Jordan sneaker that came out in the briefcase? Uh, 17s. The 17s. Yeah. And he said, he remember those shoes that came in a briefcase? Yeah. yeah. He said he would, uh, in high school, he would be <laughs> wearing the Jordan jersey, the sneakers, and he'd be carrying the briefcase no! around. That is so, Absolutely. that is Broward County. That is Broward, Broward County, County. County. Gets, That's as swagged out as it yeah. gets. Okay, so my kid is 14, and I took him to uh, Sneaker Con a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, been there. At LA Convention yeah. Center. Yep. And, like, so working in sports, especially in the NBA, I know the sneaker game. Like, my Instagram got really popular before the sneaker, like, before the players used Instagram. I would yeah. always post, like, the, the shoes. Like, when Kobe wore the Grinches on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, Instagram had just started. Yeah. So, I was like, man, let me take a picture of this. And I was going to send it to my kid. I was like, oh, I, Instagram just started. Let me post it. All of a sudden, boom, Complex picks it up. And like all these different sneaker heads. Like, wh- who are you people? Yeah. I know there was a world. I didn't know there was a culture of it. Yeah. And it just blew up. And Ricky was like, what about these shoes? Who these shoes? And then Nick Young was, would come up to me like, hey, take a picture of these and tag me. Because guys didn't want to promote their own stuff yet yeah that was when instagram was really because they didn't want to floss too soon yep. and then they realized the importance of it and then i lost followers but then everybody like out like so i went to a sneaker con and there's lines of people for these sneaker influencers and my kids like oh that guy and i look up the, 
Five hundred thousand? Yeah. Hey, wait, what do you guys do? Unboxing, like the guy Custo. Yeah. Jock Slade, who's supposed to be on the podcast eventually, his stuff or what he does, he quit his regular job to just unbox sneakers. That's it's nuts. Like, yeah, it's gotten crazy it. though. Would it's you agree? It's gotten out of control, man. It used to, like I said, it used to be. You kind of enjoyed it. You'd go wait in line, and you, it would be that special shoe, and you'd kind of talk with the guys, and you know, everyone had their different likes, and you. Just talk shop. Now it's just flooded social media. Every twelve year old's a sneakerhead. Yeah. Every four year old's a sneakerhead. It, it's just Everybody's too much. Got George. It's a uh, yeah. they'll do it for the it, wrong reason. The yeah. as much passion was it, as there uh, used to be. Stock X. Stock X. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody's re- getting them and reselling. You, you would buy them because you wanted to wear them. I bought them because I I had to have them. Like legitimately, like. I don't even have money for these, but I have to have these shoes. Doubling on a pair was yeah. all because of Mick. That's yeah. why I did it. He's like, hey, dude, Rick let's double like, up on this one. doubling up? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Get Getting two of, a, two of them. Using two one, the same w- shoe. wearing it out, and then the other one you kind of leave the other it one on ice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, guys like Ricky fueled me even more, though. And, and I come, I But he had big league day, money. Oh, he had so much money. <laughs> I, I had some big league money, but not nearly like Rick had. Yeah. But it didn't matter because my my want and passion for these shoes was far he, higher he, than Ricky's. Ricky cheated because he had a Nike contract. Oh, yeah. All, no, yeah, I, and I didn't consider myself a, a like a huge sneaker. No, 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 no yeah. He but, was growing though. He was getting. He, he, he I like how he's like. He, you you he gave your game. I, was, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. definitely probably escalated his. Yeah, his he did. Shit. Really? Yeah, so this the guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him. It was because of him. And then I remember. We always used to, we had a chance to play with Jeremy Jeffress. Yep, and yeah. <laughs> he, he'd consider himself a sneakerhead. And we're like, we'd always make fun of him. Because we're like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. not how it works, dude. You have like the most original Jordan, like just regular. Something, that, something I, that anybody could get. Yeah. And he'd be like, sneakerhead. And we'd be like, <laughs> that ain't it. He got these yeah. at finish line. Yeah. Well, like, it, dude, you just grab those off the shelf. To, like, to make if, 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 if it's sitting on the shelf, it's not that it exclusive. It wasn't that exclusive. Oh, yeah. So you had to go to Riff. All that, right? Yeah, I mean, how you say that store name? Yeah, Riff, Riff LA. Yep. Or? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, the one in New York, what's it called? Flight Club. Flight Club. Yeah, yeah. they're very expensive stores. Yeah. They're kind of messing up well, guys. There's but. a Chathone's cousin, a friend of ours, is Kickstradamus, the oh, guy yeah. who who does the shoes. Who, yeah, who two years them. ago was working in a warehouse driving a forklift, and he started airbrushing these shoes. Now yeah. he's he has a show on Complex. He, he's yeah. uh, got like five hundred thousand followers. Yeah. And they did some show with him on Netflix where he went to Riff. And he's like, oh, I'll get these Air Max. I think it might be the ones you might be wearing. Not those, but different yeah, ones. Yeah, some. They were off, this thing called Off-White? Off-White, yeah. Yeah, and I actually was got like, a pair with me right now in my bag. A thousand dollars? The only thing that disappointed me about Mick is he kind of started swaying towards Adidas a little no, bit. No, I never did. I never <laughs> did. I'll tell you what, above anything, I'm, I'm Jordan Nike. But when a trend comes in, I'm not afraid to jump on it. And, I, and Adidas, <laughs> you know what? Adidas is dabbling right when now. When he posts pictures of his on his Instagram about him like being on the third base coach coach's box, I always I'm always looking. I go straight to his I shoes because I know more than anything. What are you wearing tonight? Yeah. And I'm like, oh wait, wait. You wear like legit shoes? Oh yeah. yeah. When you're coaching? Oh, yeah. So you're the manager of the AAA team, Round Rock yep. Express. Yep. And you're rocking. Yeah, Jordans? they actually they gave me an they gave me a whole uh, little write up in Austin about about the shoes. And you just stuff. got ten minutes on this podcast about your shoes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. we can go a lot longer league. too. Yeah, we can do a whole um, hour. Yeah, it started with 
Initially, I didn't because actually, when I'm out there, I like to be comfortable. Yeah, because managers want to stay away from the Nike show, running uh, shoe plus manager. You're kind of low key, low maintenance. Don't want too much attention. But when I coach third, it's like a whole alter ego. Yeah, I'm like I'm out there. I'm in uni. <laughs> this is my chance to let people know I still got it. <laughs> and um, we got we usually the camera camera wells are right there by third base, and I had on I had on some Paul Georges that actually my coaching staff the year prior. Nike ID'd for me and put like a cool message in, like, you know, for a good season, kind of as a uh, present. So I wore them in a, in a camera guy, snapped a shot and posted it, tagged me in it. And it, after that, I think people started to recognize that I was actually doing that all the time. And then I wore some. Uh, this is in the minor leagues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Which is the big leagues for some of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wore some James Hardens uh, that were, you know, color color match for our Round Rock uniforms, and that got some more attention. Then before I knew it, I had media asking me if they could do a special, and I was like, of course I will. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, that's cool, though. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. part of, okay, like, I remember. Well, before that, what show shoes do you have on right now in dugout? Dude, I'm I'm low key with this team, man. Yeah, see, I, I'm wearing. I'm lo- <laughs> you're wearing. Remember the- what Nike would send you for running shoes? <laughs> that's what you're wearing. Lunar Glide or Pegasus, or yeah. that's what I'm wearing. Ah, you got to wear some low 11s, man. I know. Man. I actually have my K- my Nike ID KDs Astro Color. I actually have my Paul Georges, but uh, like I said, man, I remember I'm, they were. I'm laying low right now. <laughs> comfort. I, when I was one of the younger reporters. Uh, I remember Dexter Fowler showed up one day and he had some clean spikes. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, okay. He had them custom, but he wouldn't. He wasn't allowed to wear them in the game. Yeah, and then finally MLB started Rules to relax big time. Did but, you see the the threes that CC gifted? Yeah, he gave everybody. Man, I just <laughs> see, see that's where the stuff gets messed up though. Because I'm like, look, there, there's there's how many guys did he give those shoes to? Probably fifty or so. Yeah. There's probably three people who appreciate that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can I get – can somebody just give me those? Because I will put that <laughs> well, thing – Well, CC's listening. CC, uh, size 12. <laughs> yeah. What size are you, Rick? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. You, Ten and a half, 11, 11 and a half. Double 10. up, CC. Double I'm, up. Double up. <laughs> I'm flexible, man. Yeah, double up over here. There you go. <laughs> I'm like the end of the season Latins when you, everyone's getting rid of their shoes. They just, you know, they whatever take size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What size? He actually what did you gift – <laughs> you saw the – Pair he yeah. gave me, yeah, and Andrew Jones. I got yeah. a couple pairs. Yeah. yeah, I got lucky. Jock Peterson, who I played with in uh, those are sick. In winter ball, gave me he a, has a shoe game. A pair of Carl Crawford's, and to who day, had Crawford when he was with the Dodgers? I was covering yeah. him at that time. He had the Jordan brand, yep. yep. And yep. man, he had that corner locker room, and it would just be stacked. Oh of, yeah, those. And guys, I'll tell was, you what, he's very he was free hurt, with them too. But he was hurt, yeah. So he was gone, and the boxes would just pile up. <laughs> yeah. And the clubbies are like, we can't take them; they're the whole, for him, and you can't year, take them because they're Jordans. Yeah, my last year, I played with the Dodgers, and I'm t- in the minor leagues, and the whole system was wearing Jordan cleats because <laughs> they were like, CC gives them out. Like he's been hurt for the last four years. Yeah, like, he's just giving. Call, them to good anybody. dude, man. And I was like, man, the whole minor leagues is swagged out with custom. Jordan PEs. I was like, let me get a pair. <laughs> Mick, <laughs> like jock, send me a pair of jock. I, uh, Mick, what is it, what's your name? Mickey. But every, the, he calls you Mick. Mick. You're Mickey. Yeah. Your last name? Either way. Story. So right now, currently, you are with the Astros Big League squad yep. as a coach. As a coach. Yeah. But during the season, you're the AAA manager. AAA manager, yep. And this is the first time you get called up to be the coach? They yeah, don't... first time in the big leagues as a staff member. Yeah, very Do they exciting. normally do that? I don't know how that works for, uh, yeah, for, for coaches. Don't time, yeah. yeah, they don't always. Because uh, you hear the players getting Because I know up. the Toronto Blue Jays had uh, the AAA pitching coach yeah. up there. And I think it's more just. It's more of a treat. More yeah. of a. It's a reward a for reward what you do. reward yeah. for, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean. 
in, in a nutshell, it's what it is, but also a great opportunity to be a part of that's cool. Not just a big leagues as a staff member for the first time, but you know, a great time in Astros So, how many history. years did you play as a legit professional? Uh, as a minor legit leagues and everything else. Eleven. Eleven years. Eleven. Yeah. Gr- grew up in Florida. Went to Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Yep. Home of the Owls. You and Lane Kiffin hanging out. Yeah. Man. And then uh, <laughs> you get drafted. Yep. By yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about like growing up and 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 how baseball became. Your passion, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure you played football and all those yeah. other sports. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he's a Miami fan. Right? He has to be, not Dolphins. No, no, Hurricanes. Heat. Oh, Hurricanes. Oh man, let me get me started. I am. Yeah, though. He, you, you, you pinned it. If he's if um, he's got shoe game, he's a Hurricane fan. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I still <laughs> sure. I still mix in at some of the Canes football games, but but not you're like not a, you're not a Dolphins fan. <laughs> it's hard to be. <laughs> you remember how big of a Heat fan I was? Yeah. I'm still more of a He's Heat a fan. He's a huge, than a Dolphin fan. huge Heat fan. Oh, Which, he huge Steve Wade guy. Yeah, yeah. And now Jimmy Butler. But anyway, I mean, uh, didn't have much of a chance in life outside of baseball. When your dad, you know, names you after Mickey Mantle. They're New. They're, my mom and dad, New Yorkers. Um, dad loved baseball, much like everybody else. Uh, baseball in the crib. Played catch with me at one years old. You know, the whole deal just. And and honestly, it wasn't like a forced thing. It was kind of just like something that we we shared as a as a real bond and um, loved the game from from the start. Um, went to high school, Deerfield High, um, a really big sports school. Jason Pierre uh, Pierre Paul went there. Denard okay. Robinson, Mike Fires, who's a big leaguer now. We played together. Um, who else? Uh, Jerry so- Judy, who's Alabama number one. Prospect in college football. Would you like to stud at the school for baseball? Uh, for baseball, yeah. And, and if Mike Fires ever listened, he'll 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 agree that I was far better than he was, <laughs> and he he has had a far better career and made far more money. But he more. hasn't been on the podcast. But he hasn't been on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, yes, he never is. So he's, he's not as critically acclaimed as he. he he's been banned. He yeah. Right, <laughs> but um, yeah, he he was a year older than me. We were we were together. We also had a really good position player, a kid named Jordan Hafer, who was drafted out of high school. Didn't sign. He ended up at FAU with me. Um, we played in the state championship in Florida. Gio Gonzalez threw for Hialeah. I threw for Deerfield High. Oh, damn, Gio okay. Gonzalez was far better than I was. Um, they beat us. <laughs> Has also not been on the podcast. So you're the best either. one. Another Miami guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to FAU. Um, kind of got off to a really good start in my career. Did you get drafted out of I high school? I didn't get drafted out of high school, and I think if I did, it probably would have been the end of my life and career. I, I was definitely not prepared oh, as okay. an 18-year-old. I would have signed for anything. Here's a bus I, ride. You would have gone. Nothing more wanted to do in my life than be a professional baseball player ASAP. Um, but it's crazy. As an 18-year-old, you you think, like, I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you draft me, I'll sign. And then I got drafted, and I'm like, uh, Hold on, wait. No, no, no. Yeah. Were you sending me? Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. But you I'm, had a Fullerton waiting for you. I had Cal State Fullerton, you, yeah. That was your only school offer, right? No, I mean, I had a few others. But like the real big one was Fullerton? In Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah those are big. And Andy Lopez was there at the time. And All he right. pretty much said, I, I would love to have you here, but I get it. I come from a Mexican background and we're close. You're family. not going to Tucson. Yeah. yeah. So... Did you have any other offers other than? FA? Yeah, I did. I had uh, I had been recruited heavily. At, so I'll I'll let you know why I ended up at FAU. I had been recruited by Florida, Florida State, Clemson, oh, damn. South Carolina, FIU. Um, damn, quite a few in the area. Reason be, if I was recruited by Miami, I would have gone. 
I was not. Yeah. For for whatever reason, missed the boat there. But um, everybody else is. But everybody else went there, and everybody else was not nearly as good as I was. But they ended up there. But anyhow, so FAU, my, my grandfather was a um, – he played professional baseball and professional basketball. Um, he ended up being a pitching coach out of New Jersey. Well, long story short, FAU's – Head coach was a guy named Kevin Cooney who played for my grandfather. Oh, wow. So I had known the head coach at FAU for probably since I was 10. Um, and it was always a running joke. He's going to end up here. No, he's not. He's going to be better. He's going to be too good. The program's not good enough. Well, they were actually a top 25 team when in that era and, and traditionally are. Um, not to mention it is literally one exit north of, of Deerfield High, the okay. high school I went to. So mixed with um, – Numerous kids in the area going there, it, and me having a real opportunity to play right away, that was that was the landing spot, um, and I never regret that because FAU was very good to me. Kevin Cooney was like a father to me, um, and, and the, the relationship continues to this day. Why do you so. say that if you would have signed, it would have been the end of you? Yeah, just because immaturity um, and giving a kid who didn't really grow up with much money his own money for the first time, I don't know what I was capable of. I was definitely not mature enough. Looking back, there's no way I allow my son to sign as a high schooler unless it's for multi-million. Like yeah, absolutely. Millions. I yeah. mean, life-changing money. It's got to be life-changing, and, and not only life-changing, but I got to see it in my son to say, okay, he can handle himself out there. He's he's driven. He's mature. He knows how to do his laundry. He, he, knows, how to do, he knows how to do his laundry. He's... You know, knows how to go get food, you know, yeah, I mean, all that stuff. You pay know, a bill. It, pay a bill. Exactly. It, it's once, you know, me and Rick both got in as college kids. We see, we've seen so many high school kids just in over their skis. Yeah. It's tough. It is really, I mean, you you have an advantage in a sense where you can get to the big leagues younger, but you also have the advantage of getting out of the game quick if mm-hmm. you, if you're not prepared. So that, and it'll chew you up. It yeah. Can chew that, you up, spit you out. That and, you're out of the game young and you have no life skills. Yeah. You know? And right. that, I think that's tough for a lot of kids when, when that happens. That's why those three years, did you end up going three or four? Three. Yeah. Three. Um, you, you feel like you grow. And even then, even as a 20, 21 year old, yeah. you go to pro ball and it's still like, it's a whirlwind. Uh, okay. Now you can't, you're not a phone call away from mom and dad, you know, or, Hey, I'm coming home for, for the weekend. Now it's, Hey, I I gotta figure it well, out. Like yeah. you've heard Ricky's story about his first time to short season, right? Yeah, Auburn, Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> heard like, I heard it, yeah. you've been listening to the podcast. I, yeah, hey, I do my. I, I'm <laughs> so, prepared. I'm a manager. I'm I thought it was Auburn University day. was He's close like, hey, by, man. Where's, I was, where's my objection at? I, I listened to that. I go, my goodness, I'm embarrassed to call this guy a friend. <laughs> Where is Auburn? You got to be. Kidding. That's how much I knew, man. Coming out of East Jeez, LA, you shit that me. Just goes to show you how clueless people from the West Coast are. <laughs> so you get drafted and you signed how soon? Um, right away. Um, you play for Team USA, you said in college. Two thousand five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had I had some. College. Wait, you guys are on the same age? No, no. He's, he's a little younger. Two years older than me, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so two thousand five, you played for Team USA? Yeah. Isn't that what you got drafted? Oh four. Oh, oh, yeah. oh four. So I played for Team Team USA. Oh four, and then oh five, I got drafted. Okay. He was still in college. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I had some. <clears throat> college was was great. Um, I got off to a really good start, but there was there was some there was about two years of injuries involved that that really plagued, um, my career quite a bit. Um. Uh, my freshman year, I was national freshman of the year. Damn. Team USA, uh, all kinds of accolades, All-American, all that stuff. Came back as a sophomore. You know that's not in your Wikipedia, right? 
Yeah. None of that stuff is there. It's, I, I believe it, man. My Wikipedia is a little thin. I, I, feel I like go. I, I do a lot of research on guys. Beto, I'm good. He'll, he'll take care of it, dude. He'll go yeah. in there and yeah, write it, it in. And fix I'm, me up, I'm really good at finding stuff about you, <laughs> and about people. And then I'm like, well, it says Florida Atlantic. Okay, cool. And then there's nothing else there. Yeah. Like whoever's writing stuff they, about you, man. They, they jam me up big time on Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I still have like a triple A, I still have like a triple A picture there too. I'm like, yeah. don't be a big league pick. <laughs> one Freshman time. of the year would be doesn't even come up in Google. It's crazy. I would have brought that up. You'll oh, be able or, to find or it. Team USA. Or no. does it say Team USA? It just says he was part of it, but it doesn't say yeah, where who, or what. Who's in charge of Wikipedia? I've been or who's who was the best player on that team? Oh man. David Price oh, and so Scherzer were those guys were eye-opening for me, and I said, wow, I'm definitely not as good as I thought I was <laughs> at that point. But I you're said, playing for Team USA, so you had to have thought. Well, I had a really good year out yeah. of a you know a mid-major school, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm probably the best in the country, right? You you know what was I mean? Blake Davis on that team? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. he was at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. We t- I remember talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, how big Ian were you? Kennedy, you're not a big guy. Small. So, so extremely in- small. I was always... Always plagued by by size. You're like 160 in college, 165 max. Yeah, and that that way it even held through till I was about a junior. So I was always like that small guy. Big oh, smoke ball. Nah, I mean in in college I threw a lot harder than I did in pro ball. I was more like 91 to 94, um, which was good in that era. Yeah. That almost doesn't play anymore. No, no. <laughs> um, That's crazy to hear, man. 91, 94 doesn't play anymore. Yeah. That's it's fucking insane it's to me. It's weird. Um, and shoot, me and Rick only played a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the game's evolved so much. I mean, everybody I, throws 98 now. Everybody. We, well, I mean, we had Hendricks last week, and he's yeah. throwing 99 100. I don't remember him throwing that hard, you know, when we played with him either. Yeah. You know, he so. said, Ron, Gar- Ron Gardenhire <laughs> said, Oh, what's what kind of juice is in Australia? And he yeah. said, careful what you say there, buddy. Careful <laughs> with the word juice. Don't yeah. say juice around him. <laughs> well, I mean, baseball's getting all this this hoopla about the balls being juice. different and juice and home runs. And I'm like, I I can't put my finger on why guys so harder. But the whole game is just completely well, you, and you bigger, see, faster, stronger, bigger numbers. It's, you it's see incredible. the way that's, the, that some of those pitches move, too. Yeah, you're just like, I mean... Every time you you see something on social media, you're like, "Look what at how nasty that? this yeah. pitch was," and you're just like, "How does that happen? Yeah, where was that at when we yeah, were playing?" I, I don't remember my stuff ever looking like any of this stuff. And, and yet had, I thought I was good. I don't know. Mick had a really good curveball. Yeah, Re- he was. That should be on Wikipedia too. I was like known for my curveball. <laughs> nice little twelve six. There's people who claim I had the best curveball they ever seen. Really? Not many people, but there are. We some. can put that in your Wikipedia. It, it's, it's pretty nasty. Right, so you guys know how to fix Wikipedia, Mick story. Best curveball they've ever seen. Put that in there, right there. <laughs> Team USA, all that other stuff. So you get drafted by. So I get drafted by Oakland after after Oakland. a full injury season um, in the thirty first round, and it's kind of just a breath of fresh air to to get out and 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 be somewhat healthy. I I, I even started off that year uh, short season, staying at the complex in Arizona. How much you signed for? I signed for a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. As a junior. As a as. As a redshirt, no, I didn't sign for a thousand bucks. Five thousand bucks. I was gonna—that's probably what I walked away. You went with. home with it. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, as a as a redshirt junior, redshirt, I missed okay. the whole the whole true junior season. Came back, and if you could have redshirt twice, I probably could have redshirted twice. Mm. So I, I had basically gone like fallen off the map. I mean, people kind of were you know still intrigued, but it was like the guy's been hurt for two years. I don't know what there is. Trevor Schaefer. Um, drafted me 
seen me as, as a youngster, saw me in high school. There, there was still some still some buzz, but it was it was not what it once was mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, signed me, and I was just ha- happy for an opportunity. So five thousand dollars. What round did you get drafted? Thirty first, and I, I had been drafted. Ooh, that, that's you. I'm not the picking year on. prior by the <clears throat> Twins in the twenty second round after not throwing a pitch. So I'd actually. You went down after you pitched. I went down after <laughs> pitching some. You know, it, it had got to that point. Well, that's crazy because as a 31st rounder, and you would agree, I mean, the odds are really against that's you. That's usually yeah. roster fill, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually you really, really have to impress at every level. Because yeah. those are the guys that get shot. cut right away, especially as a manager, right? If you yeah, see I him- mean, you know, we just had a Josh Rojas. We traded for Granke, go to the uh, Diamondbacks, 30th round, third year in pro ball, big leagues. He's in big leagues right now for the Diamondbacks. Wow. So it can happen. It, don't get me wrong. It's of course it's a long shot, but there there are far more than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things where I remember the write ups were like, A's take a Fleer on Mickey Story once a, a good arm uh, injury plagued. Hopefully they can find something here. That that, that type of that stuff that in college. Of, you're right right here. They're taking a flyer on you. We yeah. went from. Uh, freshman of the year. Yeah, you, you're. I'm, as you just said, I was, I was the best one. It was frustrating. Yeah. To these injuries, did you ever think like, you know what? Maybe I'm done. Uh, you. Funny story is, and I tell this people at 2021 all the time. So you you sign, you get there, and all you hear is the odds, the odds, the odds of getting there, especially as being a late rounder. And I'll never forget they brought in somebody in spring training, um, and I'm and I'm there by. String of my teeth, like it, like barely there, as a thirty first rounder, and so they're mentioning the odds, and it's like, all right, there's there's on odds, there's three people in this room that are going to get to the big leagues. So initially, you think, okay, Jamal Weeks first round pick, Tyson Ross second round pick, those guys are probably going to get there, and I'm I'm literally in my head looking around, saying, who else is getting to the big leagues with me? Because I know that I'm going to get to the big leagues. I was that confident then. Had been healthy, I would have been that top three round guy i would have been that huge prospect in due time i will be that guy as a 31st rounder well it actually did go really quick i my first full season i went from low a to triple a i went arizona fall league um after one full season i went to big league camp so i, I kind of put myself right back and on the map immediately to our listeners the arizona fall league is you're going there That's because you're one go, of the right? prospects hell yeah hell yeah it's a tough league you're yep. facing one through nine, you're facing great lineups every night that you're playing in it, and it's an honor actually to yeah. go there and, and and be part of that. And I'm sure for Mick as a 31st rounder, he's like, big. "Fuck yeah, like I I got this," you know. I kind of I, I kind of aver- balanced out where I in my head thought I was. I had finally been healthy. I pitched the full season, and, and as much as credit as I would love for how well I threw the ball, I mean Oakland, they didn't hesitate. They pushed me. I mean I was 22 years old, so. A lot of organizations, when you get a guy who's a tick older, they're they're a little little more aggressive, um, and they pushed me from low A. I was and A ball is absolutely dominant. The guys really had no chance. Went to Double A and didn't miss a beat. And before I knew, it, I was in Triple A after my in my first full season. Sacramento, yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that attitude come from though? From being injured and still believing in yourself to saying uh, I'm looking on the room and like, okay, who's going to big leagues with me? Like. A lot of guys say that, yeah. but you know damn well they don't believe it. It sounded like what? you believed it. At that point in my life, I believed it. And then as I got older, I lost that. You know, as I wound down in my career, I lost that edge. I, can, I lost that edge with injuries again. I got hurt in Toronto in 2014 with a with a really strange injury. And then in 15 and 16, I was kind of just like, I think I'm done. But when I was young, it, I, I guess at that point, you just have so much success. 
you don't know anything different. You're just yeah. I mean, you're riding that wave of like I've never been not good. So why would it stop? I, I now? mean, I can relate to that. Obviously, you know, you you just ride that wave. You you just know yeah. you have a chip on your shoulder, and you're gonna whoever steps in that box, you're gonna get them out somehow, some way. And then injuries start kind of creeping in, and mentally it just doesn't yeah. feel the same, you know. Yeah. And and one of the biggest things we talk about in this podcast, obviously, it's the ups and downs and the stuff that us athletes deal with. Yeah. And a lot of fans sometimes think this is that we're robots that it, you know we're supposed to just go out there and keep going, keep going, keep going. This there's certain guys, and that's why they have three letters in front of their name, H O F. But for you, like like you said, you're you're on top, you're on top, top, top. You're feeling good, and then all of a sudden you start getting a little older, and injuries start taking a toll, and you're just like. Whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and uh, I mean that's the one thing we always talk about. It, like I said in this podcast, it's the the ups and the downs and and, and the journey of you know how you got there. And then yeah, but a lot of people who are listening right now are at their cubicle, a financial advisor or their sales guy, whatever, and they can have that success too for them early on in their career. And then it goes down a little Absolutely. bit, go back up. Where did you find? Where, both of you guys, where did you get that confidence? To say, you know what? I used to be this. How do you get that back with, without that false bravado of actually legit believing in yourself? I mean, especially a pitcher, and, and any pitcher could relate to when things are going good, pitching is extremely easy. When things are going bad, it, it couldn't get any harder. You just it, you need something, you know, to kind of bring you back, some kind of light of hope um, to get you back to being good. And it's t- – it doesn't come easy. It seems yeah. like when you're down, the game just continues to kick you. Um, <laughs> and you can be as tough as you want. The game's, when it's done with you, it's done with you. Yeah, it and, really is. And that's one thing I gave myself some credit for is that I didn't chase it down too long. I, I was probably a little too realistic because I've seen guys get back from worse stories than mine. Um, and you'll always wonder, could I have got back? But I, I drew a line in the sand and said, man, I'm, I'm passionate about the game. Always wanted to be involved with player development and coaching. I, you see, I'm I just going to make the jump. I, I never knew that, yeah, I Mick. I yeah. never. I, told, I was don't. talking. I was talking to Carl the other day, yeah. and I was like, the one guy I thought would never be a manager, yeah. would be Mickey. Yeah, and you just didn't strike me as the kind no. of guy that would want to manage. Well, you don't get that much out of pitchers in general either, because. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about this with Joe Smith. Um, vet, super veteran, big leaguer. Yeah, because uh, I'm and, sure some of the guys that. Are, with the Houston Astros yeah. now, I'm sure you've played against. Oh yeah, played <laughs> with, played against. All, yeah, all you're younger than. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we were, we were talking about just bullpen routines and how it's hard to understand the game as a reliever because you just don't watch. You, you're down there. You're you're locked in on your routine. You wake up in the fifth. BSing, <laughs> yeah, you walk down in the fifth. You missed the first four innings. What up, Lee Smith? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Hall and, of Famer. <laughs> and, or, or even as a starting pitcher, you. You're kind of in the dugout hanging out. Let's yeah. be honest. So, um, talking about shoes, yeah, stuff like that. It is, it is what it is, and that's why you don't see a ton of former pitchers and managers. The thing that people didn't know about me mostly was that when I was a kid, I was writing lineups for my own team. I always would ask coaches, "Can I hit infield, outfield?" Just always had a a real like interest in Passion coaching that, yeah. like and in, in strategy and I always knew a lot more of the game than I ever let I just never came up I never wanted to be one of those teammates who was like you know super smart and always right and put in your face I know the game if you ask me I'll tell you what I think I have a good grasp on it I think some who were 
who got in-depth conversations about baseball would be able to agree. But it was never something that, while I also when I was playing, I never thought I would be managing at 32 years old. So <laughs> I thought I'd run off a longer. When we were playing together, I had another 10 years in my head that I thought I'd be playing. So who'd you? So you your your first call to the big leagues um, with the Houston Astros. Yep. This is after the A's traded you. Got traded in 2011. Finished the year. Um, finished the year in Oklahoma City, our AAA, where I was. Uh, Who'd you get a, traded for? I got traded for cash considerations. <laughs> I mean, oh, the yeah. kicks just keep coming. I was I was a, a nobody, man. I, you know, I had I had some run-ins with Oakland. It got to a, almost a point where I I had been in AAA for three years. Um. Kind of, I don't want to say wore out my welcome, but kind of act as maybe getting tired now that I look at it and kind of, you know, complaining. Long story short, again. You were telling them, hey, I belong here? I, I need to be in the big leagues, triple A. You were telling them. And I wasn't that? even pitching good, to be honest. Now that I look back, I I was I was where I should have been to, looking back but, and I mean, being on this side of the ball. You that's know, what, I mean, a lot of people don't understand. Triple A ball can do that to you, it, especially it can. if you keep going back. Especially and if back you're there a number back. of times, you're like, how do I just get over yeah, this it, hump? Yeah, it, it wears um, you out, and that's why you're and, just like, fuck and, that. I don't belong and we, here. We would joke back then, you know, Oakland, we, we had good guys. I really liked Oakland because we had a lot of similar grindy type college been around uh, type attitudes, and we we had been together on staffs before, and we'd always say, "Man, guys, get traded to the Astros." Well, lo and behold, I come into the clubhouse after the All Star break in 2011, <laughs> and I get traded to the Astros. And this is that, when the Astros are struggling. This right? is when the Astros are as bad as it gets. Yeah. This is this is hundred loss after hundred loss. Not only hundred loss, minor league system depleted. Um, and that that that's where with, we were, we were the, coming from. We didn't care about the big with the team. shitty hill and we that center field. We were oh, playing against these guys in the minor league, saying they got nothing. Can I just get over there? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it happened. <laughs> you know, before I knew it, the, the connection there was Tony DeFrancesco was our AAA manager in Sacramento. Um, had him for two years there. He left the organization, went to Houston, became the AAA manager in Houston. He put in a word, before I know it, I'm in AAA with the Astros. Um, and the, he liked me. I don't know why. He was, He's an old squeeze. He's with the Mets to this day as a AAA manager. Um, highly regarded. Ton of wins. Um, he liked me because I took the ball every day as a reliever. I never complained. I just threw and threw and threw and had success. That escalated me to an opportunity to pitch in the big leagues in 2012. Just the, the amount of innings I had thrown. The durability, the success, all mixed into one, a rebuilding big league team. I got to the big leagues 2012 and uh, got my first opportunity. Do the you know call. when it happened? Do I know when? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the call, ahead. yeah. How was that call? Tacoma. Like? So we're in Tacoma, Washington. <clears throat> and this, and I had had a really good year. And this is now my fourth year in AAA after a trade. And I'm kind of just settling in on not thinking about the big leagues. Mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm just locked in, man. Enjoying I'm the ride. In. I'm just, you know what? I'm in AAA. I'm having a good time. I'm having a good year. I've been in a rotation. I've been to the bullpen. I'm kind of just doing everything I can. Um, we're in Tacoma. We It's a travel day, which really throws you off because you, you just arrived from from uh, Oklahoma City, and I get called into the office. And this is right around Twitter time. Twitter's getting big. And they didn't want the old school announcement in front of the team um, because it would go viral and – 
the the counter move hadn't been made in a big league level, so it was more of a private conversation. Tony calls me in, sits me down, and pitcher coach is there. Bird Hooten, um, pitched for the Dodgers back in the day, but um, and sits me down, and says, "Mick, today's your day." And I was like, "Today's my day. I'm not pitching today." I'm, you know, I, I thought I was back in the pen. He's like, "No, today's your day." He's like, "You got a hell of a story, and uh, today's gonna be your day." And I was like, "Don't." I, Today's my day to always, like, you're going to the big leagues. And I, man, I just – it was more – I don't know if it was more joy or relief of a feeling. Relief in a sense where, like, all right, I did it. I got it done. Like, after this journey of, you know, you know, prospect to suspect, uh, <laughs> Team USA to 31st round, uh, you know – I mean, low A to triple A for years to trade it for nothing to, you know, all that to being like, well, I still got it done. You know what I mean? In that's a sense. Awesome. So in, in the team was the team was in Atlanta. So I had a nice first class fight, uh, first class flight across the country. And it was close Didn't to home. Sleep a wink. Oh, yeah, it was close to home. Yeah. Got to tell my wife right away and, and her and her family drove up, got to see me debut against the Braves. First so, punch out. No. First punch out. Mike Morse. Mike, Mike Morris. Morris of the Nationals yeah. at home in Houston. Also, my first home run allowed the <laughs> following night. Thought I could get him with the same thing, and I didn't get him. Let's go back to your first time in the big league clubhouse. You're in Atlanta, Turner Field. Man, I got so many funny stories because you're oh, just so lost. Do. You're just so lost, I feel like. Um, had you you didn't know any of these guys, right? Because you hadn't. Had you been to big I league had, camp? I had been Not to with them? Camp, oh, you have. I, yeah, at this point. Many of those guys are gone. Actually, at this point, a lot of the guys are AAA guys. Um, Coco Cordero is a transaction who's a Coco, mutual yeah. friend of both mm-hmm. of ours who I, I grew a, a great relationship with over the years uh, in, in the Dominican and That's stuff. Francis- That's Francisco, Francisco Cordero. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah Francisco You're getting in the zone. Cordero, getting away uh, from the mic. He's, he's, he's in the zone right now. I am, man. I'm locked in, man. I'd, Liam Hendricks, watch out, dude. I can talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm in the – I get called up. And it's a Friday. It's a, is it? You're looking it up? I'm looking it up right now. Holy Friday, heck. August 3rd, Turner Field. 75 seven, degrees out. 7.36 <laughs> start time. Why the hell did it start at that time? Atlanta. Is that what they do? I don't remember that. Atlanta. I don't remember TBS. that. TBS. That part I do not remember. Who was the big Who was the big pay guy or like the big money maker? Was it Carlos, Carlos Lee? Lee? Yeah, $100 million, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he was the big, big name around. The, so you walk ha- into the clubhouse. Walk into the clubhouse. What do you see? I'm panicked. I don't got a jersey. <laughs> So I'm like, man, I came all this way. I don't got. They still haven't broke the news because they haven't announced oh, okay. what, oh, what the move was. So I'm like, oh hell no! I didn't get that call up where I'm going to sit here and hope, you know. The and the you're going to see squad. the guy that I come in for yeah, packing was, his locker. I was like, I need to see a freaking jersey in that locker, and I see a locker, and it's got my name, but it don't got the jersey, and I'm just panic mode. But oh, I'm the like, nameplate, but no. The jersey. only person I can tell that I'm called up right now is my family. So this is not even uh, part of that is scaring me too. I'm like, why don't they want me to tell anyone? Why haven't they told anyone? Okay, so it's it's who was uh, the player? It was Coco. He went on a DL. He had just got traded from Toronto <laughs> to us in a. Oh, yeah. Coco, that was that ben, Benny Fresh. Yeah. Benny Fresh. Benny Fresh. Guess. So Coco and Benny come over for Jay Happ, David Carpenter. Maybe some minor leaders. Brandon, Brandon Lyon. I Eli. Yep. I love yep. how you yep. guys know all these names. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Yep. That's right. Well, the funny thing is Rick was in Toronto, so he, he remembers the counterpart yeah. of this trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So you see your nameplate, no jersey. See my nameplate, no jersey. I'm Do you know anybody I'm, I'm, on I'm that team? I'm hunting the clubby down. And he's not there. Cause Do you know anybody? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know quite a few people, but they're not there yet because I'm so anxious to get there. What I time left, did you get there? I left the Ritz at like eleven. I mean, <laughs> I got in in the morning and we're at the Ritz. And isn't and the I'm bus like at room. two? The bus is probably like three. Yeah. And in, in Atlanta, <laughs> it's a hike. Because you, you go from Buckhead to Old Turner Field, yeah, it was it like is. a 30 minute or 25 yeah, minute deal. It is. So it's it's a hike. But so, how'd I'm, you get to the stadium? I taxied it. I couldn't <laughs> wait, man. I, man, I, the quicker I get there, more what official it get? is. So 65. The jersey showed. But anyway, I'm looking for the clubby and I'm wondering, man, no clubby? Where's my jersey? Anyway. Jersey shows up. It's number sixty-five. It's a brutal number to this day. It stinks. But it's a at big least it wasn't. The, it's a big league number. Did you hear the Liam Hendricks story? Where he walked in, the first thing he did, he had like number sixty-two. Oh god! And he walked in, and he's like, "Wait, I couldn't get a lower number." So the next day, Justin in Morneau, his debut, his debut, debut. Justin Morneau, uh, or he says the next day he shows up to the clubhouse and Morneau's jersey's hanging in his locker. And he's like, <laughs> "Hey, dude, I just went zero for four last night. You can keep that number. It's all yours." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no what? He's like, he said he wouldn't let him get a word and he's like no what and he's like no 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 it's yours, yours. you can yeah. keep it's yours. it keep you it. can keep it yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. i would have never went to those lengths of i mean it was it was a complaint inside my own head for about but you and i know three Hendrix. months you and i know oh, Liam, I and it's such a liam hendrick story yeah go so, ahead the, so you finally see your jersey Right? Yeah, and it's Did official. You take a picture? Wait, wait, were there no, I didn't. No, that wasn't that. Of 2011, you don't take it. It wasn't that big. Yeah, there yeah. was barely Instagram, barely yeah. Twitter, a little bit. But I didn't Twitter, know. Twitter, like Twitter started your phone big. wasn't a big thing. It wasn't enough. honestly back then. You didn't really pull out your phone in the clubhouse no. as much. Now it's like you're on the field in BP with the phone <laughs> to your ear. Back then it was like I got a call. I better go hide in the bathroom. That's Especially true. For a That's true. Man. You didn't. You wait, didn't mess around like that. This is a stupid question. How did you get into the clubhouse? If you're, you're there at good, twelve that's o'clock, that's a really good question. Security just didn't say anything. I gotta think because you gotta have ID. Yeah, I think I must have swindled them, and I, <laughs> maybe I really looked the part. Maybe maybe check my Wikipedia and saw you that just used to be. Well, now, maybe I, if they saw him with his you gear know what, and I'm, stuff, I can actually remember the entrance and everything. I just don't remember how they let me in because even mm-hmm. to this day, that's hard to get in, even with ID. Sometimes, yeah, it's freaking tough. Um, they let me in. I, I don't. They let I, you in. You get your jersey. You know what? Just dawned on me. Me and Brett Wallace rode to the field together. Brett Wallace was my AAA roommate. He is was up slightly before me. I don't know why Brett got to the field so early. I don't know. But I rode with Brett. That's what it was. Because back then, you used to cab it because there was no Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the veter- the more veteran guy was supposed to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember that? So I think Brett. You get into the, the game that night. I get into the game, face Dan Uggla. Yep. What'd you do against him? I think I threw him all sliders and <laughs> grounded out. Okay. At Dan this Ugla, point, I was a slider machine. I was that, Sergio Romo-esque. Man. At that time, Ugla was the man. He was swinging it pretty good. Yeah. Um, Ugla will never be on this podcast because we don't know him. Yeah. So I will be able to say this on Baseball Reference. It says, weak, ground ball, third base. It was weak. It was so weak. <laughs> it was so weak. He was a former all-star at that point. Uh, I want to say he was probably hitting like sixth or seventh. I had just missed Chipper. Kind of wanted to face Chipper, but maybe I didn't want to face Chipper. Um, <laughs> Ugla was a perfect first batter to face for me because I knew the slider played um, and could either punch him out or, or get a weak contact. Yeah, and I did. So you uh, right before that was Freddie Freeman, then Brian McCann. Yeah, I missed some good ones. So and yeah, then uh, your next batter, 
you, Paul Yanish. Paul Yanish. Yeah. What'd you do against him? Is that a pop up or a ground down? Pop up to first base. Yeah. Pop Look up. at you. you I, I, mean, I, I love that. <laughs> I, I knew it was a pop up. See, you don't know what like, you have no idea what city you're in right now or where you were at last night, but you know that Paul Yanish was the second at bat. I got some. Up. I got some serious recall for at some the, random at the end of stuff. The, by the time you retire, how much time did you end up getting in the big leagues total? Oh, man, I got 100 and this is something I should know. I'll tell you. Over a year, right? Oh, I mean. I don't think so. He no. got uh, 29 games in the big leagues. 29 games. No, but service total. Time. Service, service time. time, a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you, but that year and a half of wearing a big league uniform. Like you're wearing one now with the Astros, but yeah, as a player, a though, what was the moment like after the game when you make your debut and you see your family? I'll never forget it. And, and I think about it to this day. So much relates when you become staff and especially managing to your interactions with with the way things should go. Um, I have a successful outing. We lose. Um, my locker is very close to Brad Mills' office, and. I'm kind of getting the interviews and, you know, just for the debut. Type, we'll mm-hmm. say, we're, we're a bad team. We're a bad situation. Mills is about to get fired. Um, and he – I'm kind of smiling. And he comes by, and he's very stern and very very serious guy. And he's just he, – he says something I'll never forget. And I think about it to this day. Um, just because you did well doesn't mean the team did. You know, is what he said. And I was like, instant – Smile to serious face, and I was like, "You know okay. what? He's right. Yeah. He's right. You know, in this moment, it's hard for a, a guy to debut and not be happy. But he he's absolutely one thousand percent right. I should not be smiling. I should not be cheese, and I should not be loud talking. We lost. But That's you see a lot of that in baseball. My goodness, yeah. you see a lot of it now. Yeah. You see a lot it's of like a lot of that old school stuff um, is gone." It, it really is. But. Well, it's a little bit of the story that I that I told once with Lyle Overbay. Um, somebody lined out one day, my rookie year. Somebody lined out, and I kind of leaned over, and I tap him on the Oh, butt. wow, yeah. And he, like, grabbed me. He's like, hey. He's like, the guy just got out. He yeah. doesn't want to be tapping the fucking butt. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Sorry, sir. And I was like, <laughs> my bad. And he's like, do you like to be tapping the butt after you give up a run? No. So we don't like to be tapped after you make an out. Yeah. And I was like. Never again. Never again. Yeah. There's still guys that do it. Yeah, and I'm, no. And the guy's pissed off. The hitter's pissed off. But I'm, I, out from that day, I, that guy that's would get those, out. And I was that's just, one of those things. And you could probably remember when you're a rookie. There's so many unwritten rules that you weren't, mm-hmm. re- you did not realize that you almost wish they had a book for you when yeah. you get called up. Like, okay, what, what exactly do you want me to do? Yeah. Because I feel like every time I turn around, I'm getting in trouble for not doing something. <laughs> so you're like, where's where's the code of conduct for did, rookies? Did you get dressed league? up your rookie? Oh, I got dressed up. It was brutal. And I was just telling – I was because – it's, the rookie trip, it's right? It's been we taken get, out of yeah, the game yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a bit. We mm-hmm. we don't do it with Houston. We, we it was I, hazing, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've done it since maybe when I did it in 2012. It was around the Olympic time, and they dressed us up. Left Milwaukee on the way to Chicago, which is actually a bus trip, and uh, it's about 30 degrees in Chicago, and they they had us dressed up as swimmers speedos oh you're michael phelps sw- yeah swim caps goggles <laughs> nice. the whole deal and they made us walk michigan ave oh nice uh, multiple blocks oh, freezing cold can't go wrong with that oh, i, I think the that. worst part was who the was the ringleader 
Uh, Chris Snyder was a catcher, hmm. if you remember him. He, he'd had about nine or ten years at a time. By then, we were very veteran depleted. Uh, Carlos Lee had been traded. Lyon had been traded. Brett Myers had been traded. You talk about bad team. First of all, they had the ugly uh, Astros logo back then. That, you don't like that, huh? Not not the one in 2012. That ugly one. The ones now smooth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the colors are good. You got called up. They were 35 and 72. Yeah, we weren't very good. Yeah, Jose Altuve was just getting going. All star. Marwin Gonzalez, Ben Francisco, UCLA survived high. JD Martinez JD. before he became JD Martinez. Yeah. Uh, a name that I love saying. I don't, I've never heard it. Reiner Cruz. Reiner Cruz. Yeah, Rule Five pick. He yeah. replaced you. Armando Galarraga, the pitcher, started that day. So he got into a fight that game too. I think. You, with, uh, Nice. Prado. Martin, Martin Prado. Prado? Yeah. There you go. About a pitch so, tipping and calling each other out. And so right now is we're going to take a chance to just turn it around a little bit. We've created this new segment where we call first. And like I said, Ricky, we're going to get the fancy music for this. Maybe I'll have a bite for this one. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Real quick reactions to you. Your first autograph. Oh, my goodness. Like as a kid? Whatever. Holy heck. Don Mattingly. Whoa. Yeah. It's a good one. Yankee Spring Train at Fort Lauderdale. My dad used to let me miss school all the time to go to it. Well, you, you, <laughs> which also Mickey. meant he missed work, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> your name's Mickey. You have You're to. Damn right. I mean, we were we were pretty diehard Yankee fans. First time on the show bird. And I love just saying show bird. Is show bird like a show flight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Had to be had to be from Atlanta to Houston. I never was on a show bird before then. How'd you behave? Very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> very uncertain where to sit. Very uncertain what to ask for. Um, they don't tell you where to sit either. They don't, oh, tell, they don't, you don't, oh, don't no. tell you anything, man. Dude, I remember one year. Full we, panic. And I'm not, I don't even even say So where do you go? You don't. You just guess well, the, and hope you're not in someone's My rookie year, you were the last guy to get off the bus and the last guy to get in the plane. Once you do that. You see where everyone's sitting. Yeah. You maybe ask a question to a younger guy and be like, "Hey, where can we sit?" That type of stuff. I remember one year with this this young rookie. He hadn't even been to camp with us, and nobody knew him. They called him from Double A to the big leagues, and he walked in the plane and he just sat wherever. And they <laughs> chewed his. How ass come you guys out. don't tell anybody? Nobody tells anybody anything. But right? okay, once you guys are if in, I, if I, I, saw, I would. If yeah, I was ever if I was, established, once I, I never was established, I was, they would come up to me. Rick hey, was good what, about that. What, what do you sit? And I'm like, sit up here. You know, the back is the veteran guys. The music, yeah. the cards. Don't play cards. Sit, sit up front. Don't play cards unless they invite you, and then they'll take your money. Unless you're really good. <laughs> I always vowed to be, if I'd ever got to that point, to be a really good to the young kids because I always, I always dreaded. A lot of the hazing and mm -hmm. uncertainty, yeah. like getting on a plane, not it's, knowing where to cool sit, to, is like, dude. What, I always, what do I, do? I don't mind good, clean, fun. It's when you, yeah. when you, like, CC Personal. has spoken, yeah. you know, about it. You want to make a guy feel comfortable. It's already tough to pitch in the big leagues. It's and, tough, and it's tough to live. Danny Duffy talked about how he got hazed really bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. in that article and, and how it led to his anxiety, anxiety yeah. and panic attacks and. And shit like that, and that's not that's not well, they fun, put you know. Stuff on his clothes, and on his clothes. Like, that's just wrong. Have you read yeah. that article? I've, no, I haven't, but if I've heard horror stories. Danny Duffy, he it was, really? it was, it was last, yeah, yeah, I know last he week. 
he he talked about it and and how did he drop names or anything? So no, he no, he, oh, said, right, he, he said it was a pack of veterans, yeah, pack of I'll four veterans. Bad, man. It, it, well, he stepped away for the game for a year yeah. because of this. Yeah. He seeked yeah. uh, therapy. I'll tell you what? Well, Chan Ho Park had his suit cut up. Yeah, yeah. The, I've the, heard the suit that his mom bought him to go to the United States. They cut it up and they put it back in the locker. I've had people tell me their shoes got cut up and yeah. all kinds really? of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? They didn't like their shoes. They're not big league enough. Yeah. Well, kind of just JP dicks. always tells a story. JP was one of the guys. He wore like sneakers when it was supposed to be dress shoes, and they cut his sneakers off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of somebody just being like, "Yeah, you know, you're supposed to wear dress shoes," <laughs> but JP do, was different. Again, man. you're. But JP probably had JP thousand dollars sneakers. JP was feeling himself. Yeah, yeah he was all right. <laughs> all right. Your first real purchase in the major leagues. Ooh. Damn, that's a good one. I bought a car. Oh, yeah? Yep. A 2000, what was it? No. 2013 Buick Enclave, which was an SUV, a nice family. It was actually for my wife, really. A uh, nice family SUV. Funny story is I was in the Cadillac dealership about to buy an Escalade, and I got DFA'd by the Astros. <laughs> and I, I got no. D, DFA'd and claimed by the Yankees in the same Dude, phone call. I was going to ask you about and that. And I freaking was like... Hold on, I might not make that Yankee. I was gonna make that Astros team in thir- in thirteen. I might not make the Yankee. No Escalade. Wait, wait, but wait. you're, you're in the dealership. In the dealership, about to sign the paperwork for an Escalade. For an Escalade, because I was like my thing. Like, right, yeah, I'm that's big, a big league car. I had, I had a really good. I had a really good first year in the big leagues. Uh, good first year in the big leagues, and I was like, were you pretty shocked? I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's even articles that. We're talking about the Astros, you know, making changes, and it was like the biggest shocker here is that reliable reliever Mickey Story is. But now you're going been to claimed the, by the Yankees. Now you get claimed by the Yankees, the team that you probably grew up My rooting goodness. for. Yeah, it, but I'll tell you what, I was not as much of a fan at that point because yeah. now I was like, this is my career. I don't know I'm making this team. I'm probably going to end up hating this team if I don't make this team. You know, like there's just too much conflict of interest here. They designate you right away. No, they, man, they. This they, is all at the Cadillac dealership on one. No, 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 no. This is probably over about two weeks. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what, man. The Yankees' handling of me was phenomenal. Brian Cashman called me directly, gave me every. This is when Andy Pettit was a free agent, Mariano Rivera was a free agent, which were all going to be resigned. But those are roster spots, so I'm kind of filling up a roster spot if things don't work out or whatever. Plus, they claim a lot of people. All season's a mess, but um. Kind of told me the deal like, uh, hey, we'd love to have you. You're a great guy. You, you got a chance to make the team. I don't know if you'll make the team. Pretty much kicked it to me straight. Um, they actually gave me like a raise when they tendered contracts, which bumped me up big time because once they DFA'd me, anyone who claimed me after that had to pick up that new bill. Okay. Which ended up working out because I get Toronto ended up having to foot the bill. So, for, but how but do you? There was a team in between the Yankees and the, and the Jays, right? Astros. They Back to the Astros. All this in two weeks? Yeah, right. It's Probably a, two or okay. three weeks. Astros, no. Astros Astro. cut you. Yankees sign you. They cut you. Astros get you. They cut you. And then Toronto gets Toronto. you. Toronto. <laughs> what is... Okay. It sucked. Okay. All right. Hold on. Where, everyone's, where are you going next year? Where's spring? I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, let's get back to this. Back I to don't this. know. It was Tampa one day. Yeah. But yeah. how do you walk out of the Cadillac dealership? What do you tell the dude? <laughs> Like, if I I'm a Cadillac dealer shit, I'm hey, like, hey, man, I, I got, got fired. 
You got fired on your day <laughs> off. Fired, Craig, you got fired on your day off. Oh, man. Was no. your wife with you? Yeah, she was with me. We we're about to buy an Escalade. I had the whole crew there. <laughs> this is a big and then deal. you walk out? I got a call, and it was like, oh. hey. It wasn't even, hey, you got DFA. It was, hey, you got claimed by the Yankees. And I was like, wait, how to get claimed by the Yankees? To get claimed, you got to get put on waivers. I mean, it, it was an instant thing. Like, I didn't even know I was on waivers. I didn't know anything. But once that... Once that team switch happened in the Cadillac dealership, I legitimately was like, all right, can't do this deal right now. There's too much going on. So I, I, I didn't say I got fired. I was just like, hey, dude, something just changed. I, I'll get back to you. And the guy's like, no, I got a better deal. I got yeah. a better deal. I got one for you. They you need a really good deal, buddy, because I'm rattled right yeah. now. <laughs> they can't let you walk out of that dealership. Yeah, so they how tried. You, it sucked. Then how do you walk into the Buick dealership? I mean, how do you tell your wife that? Like, hey, you went from, babe, you had a, a I just dropped about $20,000 on the difference in the car. I went from a, an $80,000 to about a 50-something. <laughs> <laughs> The the move matched my life at the time. I was kind of like I once was it maybe, and then I was like, uh, nah, let's, oh, let's play it safe man. here. Um, that's that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Now, once you are there, what's your biggest dumb purchase? Monique would say shoes. She's gonna say shoes, but just an <laughs> abundance of shoes. But it's it's. I'm gonna have to agree. It's probably shoes because. How many times can you make the same mistake? Uh, us doubling up? Those are dumb purchases. Why are we doubling up? Realistically, why are we? Like, why did I get three pair of the same Yeezys in the off season? I yeah. don't need three. I actually don't even need. One. Maybe I'll buy a pair of those from you. You should because. And the funny thing Send is, when I just I was just home for four days, and I was kind of like, and I never look at my stuff that much because it's really too hard to get to. But I was like, well, hold on, where is this shoe? Where is that shoe? Didn't I get one of these? Then it, it, yeah, it's a mess. Hey. But that's got to be. The <laughs> he's, dumb he's OG though. OG. Yeah. He's gotten through and back through. in the day. Yeah, I got Jordans some, that are. Pretty I got sick. stuff from the '90s, man. That, yeah. that I'm proud of now. Yeah, it's and I'm sure guys would probably. Yeah, I got stuff from take my high school from you rotation. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So keep going. All right. So Mick, now that you're in the minor leagues, we asked this question. We can ask you this one now. You're on the uh, coaching side. What's probably one of the best fights you've seen? Best fights, like on a team, and brawl team. What? What do you got? Let the listener go with you to Round Rocker. Holy heck! Well, we didn't have any this year. No, because um, Travis Snyder had a great one about the he fought, and then the next spring he's teammates with Martin oh, Maldonado. Uh, no, uh, Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Cargo. Were you ever part Carlos of a big brawl? Part of a big brawl. Yeah, in AAA, Reno, Sacramento, two thousand eleven. No, no, it wouldn't be 11. It would be 10. Um, Josh Donaldson, <laughs> very controversial minor leaguer, um, cleared benches. Cleared benches in San Antonio 2010, Josh Donaldson, Midland Rockhound, <laughs> San Antonio, with uh, Mitch Canham, Oregon State legend. Um, yeah. yeah, so th those in the minor leagues. Then there were, we, had a, we had a team one in Midland also. There's usually one fight a year. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm starting to think. I'm like, hold on, wait. That one year there was one, or that one year there was two. There's, there's a lot more to think. Um, best one though. That's good. You always yeah, have no, the, the Donaldson clearing benches was always good because he plays with passion, plays with oh, and swag. He wouldn't back down, yeah. and he would not back down. I'll never forget. We cleared because. The pitcher struck, and this is like first inning maybe, and he's freaking fired up. Playoff, Texas League playoffs. Pitcher strikes him out, and 
I don't know if he said a fuck yeah or a let's go or whatever it was. JD went from walking back to the first base dugout to walking to the mound with the bat pointing at him, you know, giving it to him. And I was like, let's go. I'm feeling that. Like, like you are not backing down from whatever he said. I don't even know what he said. I don't even know if it was good, bad, or what. But you didn't like it, so let's do it. What's your subjects a little bit? I know you had a chance to meet your idol one time. Yeah. How did – you oh know, really? Yeah, what the whole story? Did. This isn't yeah. just a little try to make it Wait, no, quick, no, no. Quick. I got I got fresh batteries. Go ahead, bro. So, but man, low if we let the Australian go an hour and, and a half, you do whatever you want. It's out of all places too where he saw him. It's crazy. So Jordan, the, the timing. So my brother-in-law. So first, are you wearing Jordan at the time? I'm not. I'm dressed up. Damn. It's a rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner in West Palm Beach, Clematis Street. Um, why am I blanking on the name? Lenora's Italian Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brother-in-law is getting married, my wife's my wife's brother, um, and we have the place rented out upstairs. So it's 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 a smaller place, but it's got an upper deck and a lower level. So we get there and we're kind of you know VIP in a sense to upstairs, and um, the owner is a family friend, and he says, "Hey, I think MJ's MJ said he's coming in today," and I'm like, "MJ." <laughs> there's only one mj in my book and he's like yeah he comes here i was like no nah. so he ends up saying he's coming and my night is completely consumed by the fact that jordan <laughs> may show up i'm no longer hungry i'm no longer interested in drinking i'm no longer interested in anything except this is my chance anyhow he shows up um he is as large as as of a figure as you could imagine, uh, it's very obvious it's him. He's with his young wife. He's with a couple business associates, it looks like. And he's sitting down below. And I'm, I'm, I've gone from the table with my wife and family to just spying on my MJ. And he's <laughs> sitting down below, and he's watching the Bobcats game on his phone. It's pretty funny because he's paying no attention to his guests. He's straight Bobcat game on the phone. So everyone's like, Mick, you got to go. This is your once and last time opportunity. And I was like, no way I walk up to this guy. There's just no way. If I was that guy, it's probably he probably gets it all the time. There's no way I can do it. My wife's like, you have to do it. So now we're strategizing how to do this. <laughs> when strategizing how to do something you don't want to do, always involve an infant. So bring a kid. You know, break the ice. So my son is probably... Durant. Yeah, Durant. He's maybe... He's, he's being carried. So he's about one two maybe um he might have been three i was probably just carrying him for fake um so we go down there and i'm kind of like pretending to get a drink at the bar with a kid in my arms by the way um so we do the old walk by and this is the plan me and my wife she's gonna break the ice she's gonna go wait aren't you michael jordan or you know something like that and i'm gonna follow behind and be like Oh, my goodness. Yeah, hey, nice to meet you. So the, the plan actually was executed very well. My wife's good at that sort of thing. <laughs> so she walks by, pretends to, like, bump into him. I'm or, showing him the picture. Oh, yeah, the pick. The pick's not as good as it could have been, but I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it actually is executed to a T. She breaks the ice. I got my son there. I'm dropping. Hey, I play in the big leagues. Hey, my son is... My son's name's Durant Jordan, you know. No, it's and, not. Yeah, I, his middle name is Jordan. I didn't want to go first name Jordan just because it was too popular. Yeah, so DJ, DJ. All my all my kids have DJs for their first initials. Okay, okay. Um, for no reason in particular, other than we started one and just kept rolling with it. All right, but, all right. 
Um, You're telling Jordan this. I'm telling That's Jordan this. He's digging it. He's feeling it. I, I, I draw. I play for the Blue Jays. You know, at this point, I've pitched four games for the Blue Jays in, <laughs> in a full season. Shit, uh, anything to get yeah, a conversation anything, going. Dude, he's a baseball guy. Were you a little nervous though? Nervous as hell, man. Yeah. You're he, like, he I made it to the hand- majors. You didn't. Yeah, he yeah, threw that handshake know. out and it wrapped my hand like an outfielder's glove. Like it was big. It was a big, big hand. But it was like a moment that I. It was like I can't believe I actually got this done. Damn. But we we shot we shot the shit for a little bit. It, I mean, it felt like an hour, but it was probably two minutes. That's um, sick. Yeah, we we talked we talked shop. My wife, she she delivered the final blow. Um, I think we can get a picture, and Mike. Was about to say yes, and his friend or his whoever was with him shut it down. Oh. And I was kind of like, "Yeah, no problem. I understand. I get it. I yeah. don't want to make any more of a deal." But luckily, when we got back to our seats, they had the the family members. They had took a picture from yeah. an aerial view. There's an aerial view, which of doesn't Paparazzi. quite confirm that it's Mike. You can tell it's Mike. He's, yeah, you, you can, can tell it's you Mike. Can tell yeah, it's yeah, him. Yeah. It's, I, I he has confirm. the phone. Yeah, you he's got the, the phone. phone. You yeah. have it on your mind, hey, he too. had the hoop earring going, too. The left <laughs> still. still. The only guy in his 50s. <laughs> yeah, it was still rocking. He it. was wearing 13s. I remember the shoes he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> this guy would. 13s, yep. Did I, you tell him you, had, you used to have the suitcase? You know what? I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there with the shoes. I didn't want to be like, dude, I've invested $50,000 in your, in your I'm, I'm paying for your dinner tonight, Mike. Uh, like, I was trying to be that guy who's not going to. Do what everybody else does. Like, hey, man, good to meet you. I'm a big fan. I was trying to keep it cool. Like, hey. You didn't tell it. Hey, so I played played in Birmingham. (laughs) You know. I I, I I like golf. Almost bought a Cadillac. (laughs) I had an Escalade paperwork in front of me, and I didn't do it. Hey, I'm an ex-Yankee, by the way. Ever hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. You've been there? Not you. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, I know what it's like to have a big league card. You got one? Yeah. yeah. That was cool, though. So, like, how did your wife break the ice, though? She she's not scared of anything. First of all, she's very very outgoing, very social, and was just I want to like I let her lead me too. Like she was leading, and I was I was a lot further back than she probably thought. I was kind of like, still hesitant, <laughs> but she she kind of was just like, oh, you're you're Michael Jordan, Ooh. like almost like bumped into walking through tables, like oh wait. Is, it, is that Michael Jordan? You, You're Space and, Jam. And then I'm like behind like with my son like, oh, yeah, that's Mike. Hey, hey. hey babe, where'd hey, you go? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have, I haven't been stalking you for an hour and a half upstairs. Oh, that's hilarious. I can't believe you're here. You know? And that, honestly, that's how it went. That was our move. That and it was cool. executed. Uh, you yeah, got a picture. You actually got proof. TMZ quality of yeah, you that is uh, over TMZ. top. Yeah. That's awesome. So now you finally meet Jordan. Yeah. It was is that picture framed at home? No, it's not. If the picture was better, it would be. <laughs> I mean, if it was a newer iPhone, now You're right. That's, iPhone, that was that probably like iPhone four, yeah. maybe like quality stuff. <laughs> See, if you hadn't been buying all the shoes, you could have had a good I iPhone. Know. Yeah, I, the picture I didn't even know it was being taken. Do you have any memor- have it. any memorabilia signed by him? Like no. anything? Like no, I got nothing that you signed. bought or no. no. I, that's the thing. I, I don't think I'd ever buy memorabilia. Unless you because got it signed because yourself. of the profession, the profession we're in, yeah, we're actually able to get this stuff more often yeah. than not. Yeah, so yeah. everything I have is like personal. Yeah, it's for you. I, I ask for it. I tell him put my name on it. Now yeah. I, I now I say put my son's name. You know stuff That's like cool. that. That's cool. yeah. So, like as cool as it would be to have a Michael Jordan autograph, it wouldn't be as cool as if I had got it. You know, and at yeah. that point, 
like I said, I, I wasn't going to ask. Were you wearing Jordans that I night? I wasn't. No, no. Oh, he had the dress, the dress shoes. Oh. So I was, yeah, I was fresh. Yeah. I wish. See, so from <laughs> I, now on, the rule is always wear Jordans. Always wear Jordans. And somebody was like, hey, do you want me to run home and get something to get them signed? And I was like, dude, I'm not going to get them to sign it in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> There's no if, way. If but my, if you can if, make if, it in time. But if, if you want to do it. <laughs> if, MJ, if MJ could sign one pair of shoes for you, which ones would they be? You know, I, I would probably get them to sign at this. Oh, man. One pair. One pair. It would have to be Brett Elevens, just because that's the shoe. But I was actually thinking about this the other day because, and you, I, we talked about this, when the 11 low golf spikes came out mm -hmm. this spring, mm -hmm. that is a clean, clean shoe. And I've probably played golf four times since then. There's no way I'm wearing that shoe out there. There's no way. Yeah, you gave so me shit over it. I, so I was like... I'm gonna have to get these things signed because these are just too clean. I'm in. I'm in I a got, rough. Too I doubled often. up. I'm in the same. I doubled did. up. Oh, you doubled up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, did like, you get me the pair? Or did I get it? Some. No, I got it from a clubby. You had a pair. For I, me. I had a pair. You but, did. So I ended up keeping yep. them. This is That's it. Right. We, we got to yeah. do this again with you, Mick. I know you got to get ready for a big league game. Your yeah. Angels yeah, in town, and you're taking care of. You got to get ready for the playoffs. You got to get ready for the World Series. Yeah. And you got to make sure that you leave us passes. And, you know, we're, we're going to be, I mean, uh, Worse. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We'll, we'll bring Jordan with us and see yeah. what we're going to do. Uh -huh. uh, uh, your Instagram, I love the name. Nick yeah. the Quick. Yeah. 3-7. Yeah. Are you still fast? It's not because I'm fast. I got it from a hitting coach. So back in the day, Mickey Rivers, ex-Yankee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Center fielder. was His name was Mick the Quick. I actually met him. He lived in South Florida for a while. But anyway, that's not why. Leon Roberts was our hitting coach in AAA and he would call me Mick the Quick. And he said it was because I had quick innings. And I was ah. like, I love that. I have quick innings. It means I'm freaking having quick innings. I'm rolling mm -hmm. through the order. Broadcasters love you. I said, that's my damn nickname. I'm, I'm rolling with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kept it. Now, and Now, the way we like to wrap it up is we always ask this question. If you could give yourself advice, your 18-year-old self advice, knowing what you know now, what would it be? Wow. It would it would definitely be take more of a liking to to my studies, number one. Uh school school for sure. Um that's something I'm not proud of that I didn't finish school and I would love to. Um but it would it would be to be the best human you can be and and be a little more outgoing. You know, like make make better relationships that last long because it it took a while for me to to build relationships with with people that last forever. You mm -hmm. know, in baseball, you you change spots so often that it never sometimes it doesn't stick and you don't follow up and you don't answer calls and stuff like that. It would be to keep in better contact and, and keep relationships rolling. Cool. That's good stuff, man, because we have a lot of kids who are starting to listen to the podcast. That's why we try not to swear. We don't get into these crazy stories. It's just more fun. And I think high school kids and like some travel ball coaches, what up to my boy Easton Elite, uh, who, who's been, he's a travel ball coach who's been uh, sharing our podcast with a lot of the, his coaches in the Easton program. He's like, hey, look, these guys are big leaguers and they struggle. Yeah. Don't get on your twelve year old. Don't give them rings for winning a travel ball tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's cra it's crazy now. It's crazy. It's, also, it's just have fun, right? Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's and it's my crazy. son's at that age. It's it's tough to watch some of the coaching. It's crazy, Mick, saying that because it is true. I mean, when I was younger, I you wish you look back and you're like, man, I wish I would have networked better and mm -hmm. had 
uh, more relationships with different guys and Mick and I hit it quick right off right off the back and this I mean like I said I was already established I already had been to the big leagues to the top to the bottom come you know dealing with knee injuries and stuff like that and but I think aside from that all that stuff the baseball stuff we always just hit it off off the field yeah you know I think sometimes in in the minor leagues, you don't get your own room, and at times we would share the room. Like yeah. we would stay in the same. And hotel Rick could room. definitely afford his own room at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he had to save up to double up. Well, there was there were certain trips where I'd get my own room, yeah. and other trips where I was like, uh, I'd rather you know let's yeah. just room together because we're going to talk about shoes yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And that's what we would do, <laughs> you know. Or certain hotel rooms had different. We we'd get the suite, and we'd get different. Yeah, there yeah. was like three bedrooms. The Hampton so, yeah, yeah. so we had our own like bedroom, but we yeah. we shared a living room, but we had our own bedroom. Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. hit it off right. From well, you the were get saying go. though, Mick, about relationships, and that's something like Rick's always told me. Like I talk a lot. I'm a reporter. I've been around for a while. And people, yeah. like, Dan, you know everybody's like. It's something that my brother kind of instilled in me. He's like, just be nice to everybody. Yeah. Talk to them. You never, not that you'll ever you need. Never know. You, you'll never need them. I don't want to say the word need, but it's good to know because we're uh, trying to put together Ricky's baseball camp for the first time back in East LA. Yeah. And he's like, well, do I have to? I'm like, Rick, nobody's going to tell you no. You're the nicest human yeah. in the world. And, and, and that's the thing, Rick. That's why we hit it off. He's a good person, man. He's just very genuine. I, I knew who Ricky Romero was when, when I was in Blue Jays camp. And I was like, I guess it's an all-star, man. But I was like, but it was like refreshing to see that he was a good good dude, like a good person and would would come up to anybody and talk to anybody. So, yeah, well, like you, know, you said, as a, uh, you don't get a lot of that, believe it or not. You're a manager now and you have to blend personalities. Yeah. And we're not going to get into like the analytics of who's playing whatever. It's like you're managing egos of guys that used to be like you were like, yeah. Damn, I belong in the it's big tough. leagues. How come I'm not there? Guys from different backgrounds. Especially guys, in AAA. It's yeah, tough. It's, it's tough. Guys it's very, that might be your age. Yeah. Part like, of what makes it – part of – Part of what makes me allegedly good at it is the fact that I lived it. I lived. I played in AAA more years. Than I played any level. So you understand um, it, yeah. So I knew that up and down gig, and you know, I matured so much over those years. Now uh, looking back, that I, I understand the communication is first and foremost with everyone. Mm -hmm. If you want to be good in in player development or in coaching or managing or whatever it is, you have got to communicate. And check in with guys and see how they're doing, and and, and take them away from the field for a little bit. Um, ask them about their families, how their how their you know how their wives are doing, how their kids are doing, stuff like that, and just overly communicate. Which is which is why I said that as far as keeping in touch, because that's something I do now. But it's something I missed out on for ten years of my playing yeah. career. Hmm. Um, I probably made one really good friend every year and kept up with them for the following year and. You know, Ricky's one of the few that I still keep up with, mostly because he's really good at keeping up with it. Um, Hector Ambrose was one of my good friends, who's another LA mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, invite him to the camp. Yeah, UCLA. <laughs> he's he's not saying pitching. No. He's pitching. Yeah, he's Mexican pitching. League. Yeah. yeah. All right, he's done in December. Where did he go? Um, who was good friends with Casey Jansen, who's another another, another tie for all of us. Um, but yeah, Carlos Fernandez. Funny thing is, I always make good friends with a Mexican guy on every team. Because you know what, <laughs> Broward County. I'm watching all those sh uh, cops episodes. Yep. Some Mexican yeah. attitude out there. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. You speak right. Spanish? No. I try. Papi. Chamo. Coño. Coño. Yeah, which Spanish? Mexican Spanish? Dominican Spanish? There's, there's hey. different. There's some serious have, dialect changes. Have you heard Ricky Spanish when you don't know what language he's speaking? Because he has that Dominican accent with the East LA accent. It's because he's Mexican. mostly around Dominicans yeah. in baseball. Yeah. So he's changed. He's... <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're make the quick thirty seven where you want to follow him. He doesn't post that much, but it's uh, he's got great looking kids. Your kids playing. Uh, your daughter's a soccer star. Yeah, 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 good player. Do you still have the Buick? 
I don't. I've, <laughs> I sold it to my brother. It was, it was a lease, actually. I sold it to my, bought it outright, sold it to my brother-in-law. Was going to get another one, another midsize SUV, and then went and got another Buick Enclave, 2016. So uh, 13 Enclave, 16 Enclave, then just turned down. And this in. podcast is brought to yeah. you by Buick Enclave. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for our new kid. sponsor. <laughs> who, who, what? 28, 29-year-old drives a Buick, by the way. But that was a very reliable, See, nice th- car. You know that's that that matters. That's maturity. If you would have signed at 18, you would have you bought the Escalade. That Escalade no would have been blown up. I would have been stuck with it. You would have been I think it was like 84 riding on too. spinners at 18. Yeah, yeah we're going to Cesar Ramos. 100%. <laughs> Make the quick. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. We'll see you in the Thanks, World Mick. Series. We only need eight tickets. Rick, uh, <laughs> Thanks, enjoy guys. Costa Rica. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, listening. Make, rate, review, and... Uh, you know, it was an hour and 23. It didn't even feel like it. So next season, we're, wherever you're going to be, we're doing this again, Mick. Maybe Vegas. Yeah. Vegas? When they we come. don't go there next year. You don't. Oh, we go every shit. other year we went this year. No. But we can still meet in Vegas for he's something gonna, He's going to be <laughs> For a fight. Oh, yeah, you're a boxing fan. No, but I want to come. I mean, if Floyd fights, I'm a fan, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. That's not the way to get the tickets, <laughs> hey, I'm a fan of everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>